I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Wednesday, February 14th. Although yesterday's storm didn't produce the high snowfall amounts that were predicted, there were some minor flooding issues in Quincy at the time of high tide. Victory Road leading out to Marina Bay was closed for several hours yesterday afternoon due to minor flooding. And there were also some minor flooding issues in the State Street area in North Quincy and Howes Neck. There were no flooding issues overnight. Curbside collection of trash and recycling in Quincy is delayed for one day for the rest of this week. A person's body was found partially submerged in the Neponset River in Milton yesterday morning. First responders were seen at the Neponset Valley Yacht Club on Granite Avenue, right near the Granite Avenue drawbridge over the Neponset River. Soon after the body was reported, just after 9 a.m., divers pulled the body from the river near the Yacht Club just after 11 a.m., according to state police. The body had items with the name of a man in his 50s, who's been missing from Suffolk County since December. The Norfolk County DA's office did not share that man's name and said the body's identity would need to be finalized with the medical examiner. An autopsy on the body, which seemed to have been in the water for a long period of time, could be done as soon as today and would aim to determine the cause and manner of the man's death. A driver became entrapped after striking a curb at a traffic light post in Quincy Center yesterday afternoon. Police say it happened about 1.30. They got several 911 calls for a single car crash in the area of 1250 Hancock Streets. Arriving officers found an SUV with serious front-end damage crashed on the sidewalk and leaning against a traffic pole. The force of the collision caused the driver a 62-year-old Quincy resident to become trapped inside the SUV. The driver was eventually extricated by fire personnel and transported to Boston Medical Center with injuries not considered to be life-threatening. The cause of the crash remains under investigation. It is unclear if the weather or slick road conditions were a factor. No other injuries were reported. A Lemonster man has been charged with breaking into a car in Quincy early yesterday. Police say 26-year-old Jared Bryan broke into a vehicle parked near 26 Woodbine Street in Wollaston just after 3 yesterday morning. The vehicle's owner was alerted by his car alarm and saw Bryan in the vehicle. Police captured Bryan near 605 Hancock Street a short time later. The car owner reportedly identified Brian as the man he saw in his car. Brian reportedly stole an iPhone and a wallet from the vehicle, which were recovered and returned to the owner. Brian was held on breaking and entering charges. will be arraigned today in Quincy District Court. Quincy City Councilors on Monday approved an appropriation of $600,000 to cover costs associated with the Quincy 400s initiative. Councilors approved the appropriation in an 8 to nothing vote on Monday night. Ward 1 Councilor Dave McCarthy wasn't at the meeting. The 600000 comes from the city's hotel-motel tax, which visitors pay to stay in Quincy's hotels and motels. The city's director of municipal finance, Eric Mason, said there was $2.7 million in that account before the council vote. 
He anticipates the city will collect an additional $1.2 million in hotel motel taxes in the third and fourth quarters of this fiscal year, which ends on June 30th, and $1.3 million in the first two quarters of fiscal 2025, which begins on July 1st. Total costs of Quincy 400 are expected to be higher than the 600000 City hopes to get outside funding for the initiative. Half of the funds, 300000 is for programming, which could include a major concert or concerts, a lecture series featuring notable Quincy residents or others with ties to the city, educational programming within the Quincy Public Schools, museum exhibits, expansion of existing events such as the Lunar New Year and Flag Day and Christmas parades. The second largest item, 100000 will be for personnel, could include project management, outside firms to assist in major bookings, and an outside firm to assist in corporate sponsorships. The budget also includes $80,000 for marketing, promotional materials, branding, and souvenirs, and $20,000 for a website. Also in the budget, $50,000 each for a heritage tree program and an historic signage program. Jurors are once again deadlocked in the trial of Emanuel Lopes, who's accused of killing Sergeant Michael Chesna of the Weymouth Police Department and bystander Vera Adams in 2018. Lopes allegedly stole his girlfriend's car on the morning of July 15, 2018, and crashed it in the area of South Shore Hospital in Weymouth. Chesna and other officers responded to the scene and Lopes allegedly hit Chesna over the head with a rock and stole his gun. Lopes is accused of fatally shooting Chesna, fleeing again, and fatally shooting Adams while she was on her porch. A mistrial was declared last summer following a three-week trial. In that trial, attorneys for Lopes didn't dispute that he killed Chesna and Adams. They claimed his history of mental illness caused him to act irrationally and that Lopes should not be held criminally responsible. A new trial started last month. Jurors deliberated on Monday but did not reach a verdict. State prosecutors suggested that deliberations were not due and thorough. Defense lawyers for Lopes said they will move for a mistrial. Deliberations began last Thursday. The predicted snowstorm prompted the cancellation of deliberations yesterday. Jurors are expected to return today. Governor Mara Healey is urging voters in Milton to vote yes during a special town election, which was rescheduled from yesterday to today due to the storm. The town-wide vote will determine if Milton's zoning bylaws will change. To be compliant with the state's MBTA Communities Act, a 2021 law that requires communities near transit lines to change zoning to allow for more multifamily units. In December, Milton approved the zoning bylaw change during a special town meeting, but a petition with about 3,000 signatures gives voters another chance to make their voices heard on the changes. The state has made it clear that Milton, which is the only town with a rapid transit community designation not in compliance with the law, will face consequences if residents choose not to approve the zoning change. 
Attorney General Andrea Campbell put the town on notice last month after Milton missed the the end-of-the-year compliance deadline, saying the state would take legal action to enforce the Tees Community Act. Some consequences of non-compliance include the inability to receive mass works, housing works, and housing choice grants, which Campbell's letter to Milton referenced. According to a letter sent from the Milton Town Administrator to their select board, Milton could lose $1.7 million in state funding if not in compliance with the law. A bust of Frederick Douglass will be unveiled today, widely regarded as the abolitionist's birthday in the Massachusetts Senate chamber by Senate President Karen Spilka. The feature will be the first of an African-American added to the State House permanently and the first bust added to the chamber in more than 125 years. After escaping slavery in 1838, Douglas settled in New Bedford, which at the time was an abolitionist hub heavily populated by former enslaved people. After moving to Lynn in 1841, Douglas wrote his famed autobiography, Narrative of the Life of Frederick Douglass, an American Slave. The bust will go along with a quote by Douglass already painted on the Senate chamber, Truth Justice, liberty, and humanity will ultimately prevail. It will be unveiled at 1 o'clock. According to the Boston Globe, Spilka has plans for a bust of a woman to be unveiled during Women's History Month in March. Check of business news. This morning, stocks tumbled. The Dow sank 524 points. The Nasdaq lost 286. The S&P fell 68. Global stocks mixed after disappointingly high U.S. inflation data sent stocks sliding on Wall Street and raised prospects that interest rates will remain elevated for longer. The dollar was steady and the euro was flat, oil at $77 a barrel. Sports, Celtics beat the Nets 118 to 110. Brooklyn comes to the Garden tonight at 7.30. Bruins lose to Tampa Bay 3-2 in a shootout. They'll host Seattle tomorrow night at 7. The National Weather Service forecast. For today, mostly sunny and brisk, a high only 33. For tonight, partly cloudy, low 26. Tomorrow, mix of sun and clouds and a high of 39. Maybe some snow flurries, snow showers tomorrow night into early Friday morning. Then mostly cloudy Friday, high of 37 degrees. Saturday, some scattered snow showers and a high 34. Out on the water, waves about 2 feet. Northwest winds, 20 to 25, gusting to 35 knots at times. High tide, 2.48 p.m. Sunrise, 6.42, set at 5.14. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Wednesday, February 14th.